Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. A huge heartfelt welcome to my long-term client, mentor and empowerment coach for teens, tweens and women, Angela Nicole from Bloom Within. Hi, Angela. Hello, Rachel. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Uh, Thank you. I just, I feel very honoured to be here. Oh, likewise. Likewise, absolutely. Um, First of all, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your beautiful brand okay so I I I guess to explain what I do in a nutshell I teach women tweens and teens how to love themselves that's just it in a nutshell and I do that through empowerment workshops um, live and online and then running retreats um, and then offering one-on-one individual support as well for mums and daughters so yeah, that's what I do in a nutshell. I'm in Albury, Wodonga, New South Wales. Um, we have a beautiful community here, but I've just recently moved online so that I can reach further. Yes, which is very exciting. And mm. from the outside looking in, you know, you look, you're very sure of yourself. You're very confident in your offerings. Um, you have a beautiful business and you've created a beautiful life. If anybody like watches your Instagram stories and sees that incredible view that you wake up to every morning, um, you know, it's it's easy to sort of just think that that's just how it's always been. Um, but I would love to explore how it all began for you. Okay. So that's so interesting that from the outside looking in, that's what it is because I progress and all the the people that I love and admire and follow always say that we teach what we need to learn so I'm constantly aware that self-love is my journey and I love teaching it because I'm on that journey every day Mm. um so I think first and foremost I don't have it all (laughs) (laughs) and it's always a journey and it's always another layer um but where I guess it started a long time ago but for my business and why I've started doing why I started my business came from my divorce that's where it really started because I was um, 36 at the time. No, 38, 36. I think I was 36. I can't remember. feels like that long ago. I think I was 36. And um, we'd been together since I was like 20. Wow. We'd been together since I was, you know, um, very young mm. and I just remember feeling like my whole world had fallen apart I had a six-year-old and an eight-year-old um, and I just remember feeling that I must be so unlovable to not be not want to be with me and thinking oh my gosh who's gonna love me now mm. and just that real heartbreak and um, as anyone would go through with yeah with the divorce and, and marriage breakdown and all the things you have to go through. But what I realised was when I started to pick up books and Louise Hayes, You Can Hear Your Life, was one of the first books I, I picked up, I realised how much I'm supposed to love myself, not somebody else. 
And it just dawned on me that the message that we get when we're younger is to look for love externally, to look for it in a partner, to look for it in a man, to look for, you know, externally, who's going to love me, who's going to accept me. And it just, yeah, that's where my journey began. I was like, wow, why wasn't I taught this from a young age that it was me who was supposed to love myself, not somebody else? Um, so that's where my journey started from. And I went on a, yeah, a self-help journey, devouring every book, reading every book. And then just out of that, I just wanted to share mm. what I had learned. And I wanted to inspire other women to love themselves as well. And then through that, so I started working with women and then through that, it just nat- naturally led to working with their daughters, um, and for me, really having a passion, wanting to work with teens as well, because I, I remember a time when I was about 14 on the school bus and I was just looking out the window, just minding my own business. I was quite a shy, quiet, introverted, you know, in my own little world. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends um, was up the back of the bus because that's where the cool people sat. I wasn't up the back of the bus. And she stood up and just yelled out, Angela loves herself and thinks she's better than everybody else. And I just remember wanting to die. And for the first time ever, I I don't think I'd ever really considered, even if I did like myself or didn't like myself, it just wasn't even on Mm. my radar. But in that moment, it became very aware that loving yourself was not cool and it was a bad thing and -hmm. you would be looked down upon. And that was in the 80s. Mm. Um, it was not cool to love yourself. So I think from that point on, I made it my mission not to love myself. And I think a lot of girls in high school do. Yeah. It, it's that whole one-upping each other of who's got it worse. Yeah. Um, so coupled with what I'd learnt, you know, when I was 36 and then going back to when I was younger, I thought, gosh, I could have saved myself a lot of heartache. Yeah. If I had have learnt that it's my job to love myself yeah. and it's actually a good thing if you do love yourself it's not a bad thing um so that's what inspires me to teach the tweens and the teens to learn to love themselves and also inspire mothers and women to love themselves from within as well because we pass that down to our daughters they're always watching yes 100 percent. and i would really love to explore that a little bit later in our conversation um being a mom of four girls that is it's just hugely on my radar um because like you I was I was also really shy sort of young girl like I was quite introverted more creative um and I didn't I didn't have confidence in myself and I went through a lot of friendship struggles as well where I was ostracized and you know it really does affect you know how you see yourself and your mm-hmm. self-worth and you know seeking validation in so many different areas like um like I certainly don't want that for my girls <laughs> shall we say but I also think that it's relevant um in you know in this business world that we live in as well um there's there is like you know sometimes it feels like a popularity contest <laughs> yes um yes. particularly online like we're doing a lot of online marketing these days and there's a lot of comparison, I suppose, um, particularly mm. with like uh, Instagram followings and all that sort of thing. 
Um, so I know that that's sort of skipping ahead a little bit, but I, it just made me sort of think that it's relevant to so many different things in our lives is that, you know, if we're, you know, if we're seeking confidence and validation externally, like how does that affect us? Like how does that affect our, our, our ability to, to grow and flourish as we need to? I think it, our compass is off mm. when we're doing that, when we're, when we're seeking that external validation. And social media is such a wonderful tool if it's used correctly, but it can also be really detrimental to mm. your compass and take you way off track. Mm. And I really feel for the younger generation coming through now because it is just so different. It was hard enough for us to go through our teenage years and our formative years without social media and now they've got that as well and you can get caught up in it like even as you would know as a business owner when you do all the courses and all the things and they say you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to be watching and I have a little bit of a rebel in me mm. I don't like to follow I sort of follow to a certain point and then I think no bugger you I'm not doing it you can't yeah. make me yeah um I've sort of had that strong streak in me and I get a little bit cranky with the whole <laughs> conforming and you have to do a reel and you have to do this. Oh, like, who says? I feel you. Who says? <laughs> who, who makes those stupid rules? Um, so, yeah, it, I feel like if one of, my, one of the first things that I always go through in my workshops and retreats is knowing how you want to feel every single day. Mm. And I think if you know how, if you know your top three feelings of what you want to feel every single day, you can keep your compass on that. And for me, my top feeling every single day is I need to feel freedom. Mm. I have to feel freedom. I don't like being locked in or told what to do. So when it, when I start to feel off, it's usually because I'm feeling restricted and I've lost my freedom and I'm following somebody else's Um way or rules or and everyone's different yeah you know everyone's so different and for me I need to have my freedom yeah so I need to post only when I have something I really want to say yeah yes mm. I love that I feel like that's going to give a lot of people a little bit of permission <laughs> because I feel that exact same way and I yeah. sort of, when I went I think we've got very similar personalities because when I first mm. started full-time working as a graphic designer like it was just the most constricting thing I've ever felt in my life to be I felt like a bird in a cage I didn't have even a window in my office and I was there from 8 30 till 6 every day all of a sudden like I'd grown up at the Sunshine Coast with the sand between my toes and sunshine every day and you know like just being able to go come and go as I please like I'd had part-time jobs before but that first full-time job um yeah made me realize that hang on <laughs> is this my life now yeah and to have that contrast now and to see like to really to be able to reflect and look back at that you know how long has that been you know probably 16 to 18 years I don't know I go um, I'm still so blessed to be able to have that type of freedom and it is a choice it's not just mm. something that um, 
you know, we're lucky to have. But I feel like this, um, you know, you, you kind of have to believe in yourself to make, to take that step and to, to sort of, to carry through with that, because that's not normal, like to create this life of freedom that you and I both have. Um, it's certainly not something that society would say is even an option. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I'd sort of like to rewind a little bit also um, to when we worked together initially on your brand, which is so beautiful. It was such a pleasure. Um, and to continue, you know, often we collaborate on some things like um, like a beautiful T-shirt that I love. Yeah. Um, I've actually got my um, my coffee. Oh, on. yay. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it's so such a pleasure. But yeah. um, at the time, I remember sort of we were working through, you know, because in branding, we really need to be really clear like my goal is to be super clear on you know where you're going and who you're serving and what you're doing so that we can articulate a really clear message to attract the right the right audience um, mm. and at the time you were sort of you were I remember um, sharing an office space with somebody and you were doing some collaborations with them that you didn't feel really aligned with where you wanted to go um, and it was I guess um, we you know just touching on that that taking that one step, taking that, making that decision to to choose your pathway. It's not just sort of like something that opens up to you. You actually have to choose. Um, what's sort of happened since then? Because you did break away from that. And I know now you're operating from home and you're sort of starting to go online. That's a huge shift um, yes. from having a physical office space with somebody and niching down your audience. Um, what sort of happened since then? So we had a beautiful office in town and it was just magical and wonderful and I was so grateful for everything mm. that we had there. And I do remember at the time wanting to, because before um, I got you to do my branding, I'd kind of just done stuff on Etsy or yeah. whatever, just little, you know, bits. And I was never happy with what I had and I always felt like I was really didn't really know where I was going I was just kind of lost and I, I knew that I wanted more and I knew that I really wanted to zero in and just work with girls and I had um, some visions of a bigger space and and really niching in into just girls and mothers and daughters um, and I felt for me a step in that direction was to get my branding spot on and stop fluffing around with yeah. all these other things and it so that was a huge step for me to actually take that step and make that choice and go I'm actually going to invest in myself and I'm actually going to do this um and then doing a photo shoot as well so I had the branding done I had the photo shoot yes, done. I remember that yeah we had it all and I just remember thinking okay the wheels are in motion I can see this happening it's happening and then as we had the photo shoot literally within a week the world was shut down mm -hmm. and I just remember feeling so lost because I'd had for the first time I'd really stepped up for the mm -hmm. first time I'd invested in myself in branding for the first time I'd done a photo the first time I'd had all these things and I had all these visions of where I'd love to take the business and then the whole world just fell and I just remember 
and we had to close down our business where we were um, because it was too small with all the four metres, whatever that was. Uh, we just we couldn't yeah. run anything from there anymore. So we had to close that down. And I remember packing it up and just crying and not knowing. Like I just had all these visions and then yeah. it all just stopped. Yeah. Um, and I just remember thinking, I don't even know where I'm going to put all this stuff because it was so hard to to go so big and then to try and undo that piece by piece, like literally undo it, literally pull piece by piece mm. what you're pulling out of what you've built mm. and just thinking, I don't even know where I'm going to put it all at home. And then my son actually said, Mum, why don't you just work from home? And I was like, but where? And I didn't really want to have that work home thing. I like to sort of keep it separate and um but we ended up making it work. And this room here, these doors that you can see, they yep. were never there. This was sort of like one big room. So ah. we um, put some doors in and just made this room a space and it's got doors to the outside. So people just come straight in without coming into to the home. And I just started working from home and I love it. Yeah. And it's something I never would have done before. Yeah. Never would have done before. And the girls love coming here and having the dogs or just Millie in the room now. Um, and we have a cat who will, you know, sometimes come around and they do get to see the beautiful view and, and we mm. live on about five acres. So it's very peaceful. It's not like walking into a building. Yeah. Um, but they do love it here. Um, and then having my tent which I put my tent up and so I ran retreats from the tent as well. And then just naturally as the world started to open up again, I had to start thinking where do I want to go mm. from here? Um, so I now run my groups at the local youth cafe. Um, I hire a space there. Mm. So I have the groups there, mm. but I still have the one-on-ones at home. So it's nice and intimate for the girls. Yeah. And then the retreats on the holidays in my tent um, and it's actually forced me to make that next big step, which is online, which funnily enough, when I first had my vision of starting my business, it was all going to be online. Wow. It was all going to be online and I just had all these big plans, but then people locally were like, well, can't we just see you in person because you're here? Yeah. So I started to <laughs> to do that in person but then I would always get people from further away say, do you do online? Mm. Um, so I feel like COVID, as much as it tipped everything up and shook it all upside down, it's kind of put me where, put put the pieces back probably where they were supposed to be in the first place. Yes. How beautiful mm. is that? What a lovely way to reflect on that time that, yeah. Mm. And I, um, I've seen it a lot, a lot of times where, you, you know, like clients have, you know, a lot of what we do in, in the branding, you know, like we want it to have longevity. So we, we have a look at the long term and we, we establish this vision. And a lot of clients that I see have sort of been working towards a vision that wasn't actually in alignment with what they truly wanted. And it takes a little bit of soul searching and a little bit of um, trial and error almost to have that dose of reality or for you know, for things to finally settle into place. But, you know, it sometimes also it the vision isn't exactly what you thought it was going to be, even like it's good to work towards something, of course, but um, 
you're still achieving your mission, like you're still achieving your purpose. And there's so many different ways to do that, which I think is really exciting. So I'm just super excited for you. I'm like just this, this shift to online. Like I remember just, just being so excited to hear that you were doing that. Cause it was something that I had sort of, I think we talked about it in the early stages as well. When I'd worked with you, I was like, I think this would be so great online. Like there's so mm. many girls that need this. Um, and you know, self-love is something that it is like a little bit of an uncomfortable topic. And I don't know if it's like just this generation that we were raised in or not, or our personality types perhaps are more vulnerable than others, or, um, even just experiences that we go through in adolescence that shape Mm. us and our perception of things which I know certainly was the case for me. I was certainly an influence, Um, not that I didn't have some lovely friends, but just some, you know, certainly like some bullying experiences like that. It's, they're really profound in that. Like they're just, Mm. I don't know what's the word, like they sort of imprint on you in that formative, in those formative years. So um, just sort of moving out of the business talk for a minute, um, cause I have four daughters and one is, she's a tween, absolutely three younger ones who are starting to get into that age as well. And yeah, they come home with experiences from school, which, you know, as a parent, you don't want them to go through. Um, mm. and you talk, I don't know about you, but I've had discussions with other parents about interactions with girls And I've heard phrases like, oh, that's just girls for you, Um, similar to, or boys will be boys, Um, Mm. or that's just how young girls treat each other, like ha, ha, ha. And I just, Mm. I just say, really? Like, why? (laughs) Why? How is this acceptable? How how do you think it's acceptable behaviour for girls to treat each other? I certainly would hope that Mm -hmm. none of my girls would be um, doing some of the things that they come home and tell me about. But Mm. surely, you know, that's not how we would expect women to treat each other. Like, so how is it okay for them to do it at that age? And, you know, if you don't actually do anything proactive, they're going to think that that's okay going into adulthood. So I would just love to hear your thoughts on that and even just some mm. strategies as parents that we can, you know, use with our daughters to influence those situations because sometimes they come home and even the teachers aren't helpful. Mm. Um, how can we empower them to, you know, to be more proactive themselves? Yeah, it's such a big topic and a big Mm. issue and I hear it all the time and I feel for our teachers because they're just so busy trying to teach you know this curriculum that there's no time you know to to do the other things that they really want to do and there's so many teachers getting out of the teaching world and in the training that I did in the youth training so many teachers in there wanting to do youth mentoring because they could Mm -hmm. actually help because they don't have the time in the classroom so Mm -hmm. I really feel for the teachers and I have a lot of teachers here locally that recommend girls come to my programs which is lovely Mm -hmm. um but what I teach yeah would be so lovely being taught in schools if that was part of the curriculum yeah um and there's just yeah I don't even know where to start. It's, such a big... <laughs> it's a big issue. 
it's such a big issue and I had a teen in here yesterday and we were talking about just girls and their behavior and I just said I just want to get all you girls together and just say stop it Mm. like just stop it and I said how would it feel to live in a world where you knew that you were supported where you could go to school and knew that you were supported and knew that you were loved and knew that you all the girls had your back Mm. and that no one was going to say anything behind your back and no one was going to be mean to you and no one was going to exclude you and they just had your back 100% and she said she kind of just was like wow that would feel amazing and it's like school's tough enough as it is Mm. you know with everything that you have to learn why do we need to add that on top yeah like why do we need to do that to each other and I just I feel like there really does need to be more programs in schools around friendships um and in in the programs that I run, I think resilience is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Resilience is huge. Learning that we have a choice, that we can bounce or splat, that we can bounce like a ball, bounce back to our awesome self, or we can splat like an egg. And it's about understanding that just because somebody says something to you, you don't have to take it. You can just say, no, thank you. I'm not taking that. And you can turn around and walk away. It's it's when we someone says something to us and it's almost like this coat that we put on and we button up and we feel like we now have to walk around with it because Mm. now that's true. Mm. And so it's like taking that, you know, off and saying, no, that's not who I am. Um, And having that self-belief and knowing that I love to teach girls to be your own best friend and to, if, if we're kind to ourselves and we, and to, I mean, there's so much in it. It's about checking your thoughts, you know, you're in a mean girl or you're in a super girl, which one's talking, and then having the, um, those inner super girl thoughts. And if you're actually kind to yourself, you're going to be kind to others. So mm-hmm. I always say to the girls that if someone's mean to you, that's an, that's an inkling that that's how they actually talk to themselves. Mm-hmm. And it actually has nothing to do with you at all. Yeah, because they've got an inner mean girl and they don't like themselves and they don't think they're good enough. So that actually comes out their mouth and that's what they project onto other people. And so I say to the girls, I know it's hard and I know it can really hurt, but it actually has nothing to do with you. Mm. And that's usually their inner voice Yeah, about themselves. So if we can just be kind, spread the love, know that we are, you know, beautiful and enough exactly as we are um I would just have every girl to know that because then everyone's just going to be nice yes wouldn't that be a wonderful world I just that's my wish as well I just wish everyone would just be kind (laughs) Mm, just be kind it would just always things that are rules that I have for our girls be kind and be helpful Mm. that's it and mm. I see if I flag something, I'll, I'll stop them and I'll say, are you being kind? Are you being helpful? And then they'll mm. know. And I just think that is just such a good life rule. It's so simple, but so true. And I feel like everything that you've just articulated can be applied to relationships in business as well. Um, mm. Especially, I mean, a lot of the ladies I work with, we're serving a female market. Um, obviously there's lots of different personalities and scenarios um, within that as well. I have certainly encountered personalities in my business 
that I haven't quite related to or known how to handle when somebody speaks to me a certain way. I I find it shocking personally mm. because I don't ever speak to people in a rude manner. I'd, I would hope, like not intentionally mm. anyway, like mm. we don't know how other people are going to be perceiving things, I hope. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that how, you know, how does this whole um, self-love concept how does that sort of influence your entrepreneurial success as well? Like I would just love to explore that as we're wrapping up. Like I feel like we've covered so many things and so many thought-provoking topics. Um, but, you know, to step forward and to make those choices in business and be have that courage, um, yeah, I would love to sort of get your thoughts on how loving yourself first can influence um your mindset around you know having a successful business Mm. I I feel that for me and it takes work it takes a lot of work it's not one of those things you can just click your fingers and you've got it you know self-love and the and the self-care is a daily practice and it's something that you have to do and choose Mm. all the time um it's also you know when you're on the right path because you feel great mm. and there's just ease and flow and everything's just working. And when you're off and you're not quite on the right path, it just feels hard and it feels like you're trudging through mud or it feels like you're going upstream or against the grain. And I can, I'm very reflective and I can see moments in my life where it felt like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, for me, it's about what feels easy I actually changed my screen saver yesterday to say it gets to be easy yeah like it's a choice yes and I need that reminder every day it's like stop making it hard it gets to be easy I feel like we self-sabotage ourselves and choose the hard way all the time and try and do all these things that don't actually suit us Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't want to do that Mm -hmm. you know that doesn't actually suit I think knowing your personality is one thing if you're an introvert or an extrovert and when I did the 16 personalities test that was huge for me Mm. and understanding that I make I'm like the least um like I'm an INFJ and we make up less than one percent of the world's population like we're the absolute minority yeah. And so when I read my profile, I was like, oh, wow, that's why all that feels uncomfortable. And, you know, I do need time by myself and I do need to have the freedom and I don't like to feel restricted. And I like to have make sure that my values, I'm in alignment with my values as well. And it's okay to say, no, that doesn't suit. Or yeah. no, I don't want to do that. Um, and then also with, um in business something else that has just really blown my mind recently is Denise Duffield Thomas when she did the money archetype Mm -hmm. and when I did mine I'm the connector Mm -hmm. and the connector is the hardest one that make like they find it hardest to make money because all they want to do is help people and connect people (laughs) and just spread love and they don't really want to charge for it because they just want to help people and they find it really hard and so I just went, wow, that is me. And it's I, so I, I'm a huge believer in understanding your personality and your archetypes because that gives you permission to say this is me and I'm not like somebody else and that's yeah. okay. Yes, 
I can 100% relate to that. When I did some personality mm. work a few years ago, it was like this massive light bulb went off and it was almost mm. like I had permission to be me. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's okay that I do that, do you know? Yeah. Like, natural thing that is in, inherent in myself. Like I can't, mm-hmm. you know, of course we have to work on things and we have to challenge ourselves in certain of areas. Of course. Sort of thing. Yeah. But to be able to understand that and and then have that, um, yeah, have that core um, personality established helps you to best navigate those challenges, I guess, and those growth periods mm. as well. And I like thank you so much for pointing that out. I think if, yeah, if you sort of are finding yourself, um, you know, trying different marketing techniques that your coach is trying to, you know, to push you towards or you know you've seen someone else do something that worked really well for them and they've had massive Mm. success in their business um, and you're trying you know you're trying the same thing and it's not working you know it's it's I think alignment with ourselves and our businesses is so you know it's so important and it's like it's not just a matter of um, black and white numbers on a page necessarily particularly when we are hard aligned I don't even like numbers no me I don't even like them I actually went and saw um my accountant and I just said I just I don't want to do numbers anymore and she said good you create and you let me do numbers and I was like thank you so we just have to honor who we are and stop trying to be like everybody else yeah and when we do that our girls are watching yes so when we actually talk about how we're showing up in the world and how I was going to do this, but it felt off. So I'm doing this because this is more of who I am and I don't have to be like other people. Yeah. Our girls are watching yeah. all the time and we can celebrate that everybody is different and they're doing things that work for them, but also celebrate what's working for us because we need all those different personalities to make up the world. So yeah. the more that we look after ourselves and the more that we show up in alignment, I think that naturally gives our girls permission to do the same. Yeah, exactly. And not only just our daughters, but I feel like other women as well, you know, mm. like mm-hmm. um, like our friends, our families, our, like our mm. sisters, even our mums, I feel like yeah. we're leading without really even consciously doing it by by doing that, you know, by allowing ourselves to you know, to follow that path. And I think that's, it's really exciting. Um, And it's almost when you look at it like that, it's like we have a responsibility to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, a good thing as well because it keeps us 100%. So, oh my gosh, Angela, thank you so much for your your time and this beautiful chat. I could just, I honestly could just chat with you all day. Um, and what I would love to do is just a little bit of a fun exercise to finish up is a little bit of a rapid fire session. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I would love to ask what your favorite thing is, and I'll just say a word and um, okay. whatever comes to mind. Okay. No pressure. So I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> it was a very, yeah. <laughs> so let's see how we go with this. Decisive as well. We're so similar. That is one of my personalities. <sighs> Yes. Um, something that my husband finds absolutely frustrating about mm. me. But anyway. <laughs> um, yes. so Just what, own it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, what's your favourite app? 
my favorite app my calendar I can't live without my calendar I would die without it yeah Yeah. it it shows me what I'm doing every day yes handy (laughs) Mm -hmm. um okay favorite time of day um I'm not a really early riser so it would have to be yeah probably mid mid morning that mid morning time Mm. exercise walking in nature 100 percent. beautiful Mm. um habits do you have a favorite habit um my favorite habit that you do well I mean I love my coffee um something I really love to do is play a podcast or listen to an audiobook when I'm getting ready in the morning I feel like that really sets up my day I do that too yeah I love it okay we are so similar (laughs) way to relax pardon your favorite way to relax um relax probably just yeah reading a book chilling yeah same (laughs) you surprised okay and your favorite thing about your business the girls that I get to help and the teens it just honestly warms my heart so much and sometimes when I feel like I'm not really making a difference like in a session and I think oh gosh I don't know if I really helped because I just all I want to do is help that's my main thing is just I want girls to come in and leave feeling better yeah and then every single time where I'm not sure I'll get a message from the parent or someone else will ring up and say oh my god I've heard so many great things about how you help my daughter or they'll let me know how much it helped their daughter and so it's just I love that I can help the daughters and it's learning to just trust trust the process yeah yeah absolutely that's yeah and I I can just I can see the amazing impact that you're having even just by being you and following your purpose um Mm. I'm so excited to keep watching you grow and you know be here cheering you on um so if um if our listeners would like to find you where's the best place to do that so my website which is bloomwithin.com.au mm-hmm. um, and then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as well so you can follow me along there too beautiful and I highly encourage you do because if you need a little bit of encouragement and peace yeah. and calm in your day Angela is certainly the the woman to to provide that for you so thank oh, you so thank much you. again thank you Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. Also feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more heart-aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again and I'll see you next week.